0: guys, you're listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I am Neil Rubenstein, and I will be sitting in traffic today, talking to my friend and excellent DJ, Fox Beats. Hey. What up, man? What's going on? I was a little, I'm a little uh, worried that your voice is going to give people diarrhea.
1: Oh, it's not, it's not the brown note. It's okay.
0: I think your voice is close to the brown note. Uh,
1: That's why I don't get on the microphone.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You have a date tonight?
1: Yeah, going to do a little Mexican food.
0: Is it, is it a first, is it a first date?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a.
0: First. You should have told you. she should have been like, "Yo, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. I'm um, being interviewed for this podcast. You would have thought be like a way bigger um, deal."
1: Yo, I bought more time. Don't worry, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm very good at, uh, at time management.
0: Yeah, where uh, where's you meet? Where's meet her?
1: Um, we are from the same town, so we've known each other for a while.
0: But this is the first date.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like a first time kind of.
0: Huh.
1: At you know, high school.
0: Did you go to high school
1: either? Yeah. Like, we know each other, but not huh. in the dating, the dating sense, you know? it's good.
0: Hmm. You liked it for a while?
1: No, nah, just, you know, one of those things, where you get in touch with people you haven't talked to in a while, and it's like, you know, hey, you want to chill? Yeah, let's get some food.
0: Does Does she know it's a date, or does she think it's just like a hey. hang?
1: Yeah, no, she definitely made it a date.
0: Oh. I was just trying
1: to hang out. Modern dating is really confusing. I learned everything from Seinfeld and Californication combined. But it doesn't uh, to work.
0: Yeah, there's no way that if you learned about dating from Californication, you're going to be a successful dater. That is horrible. They give horrible advice.
1: you got to balance it out. That's that's where Jerry comes in. You know, he's kind of a sensible guy. but
0: That's we'll not say. modern dating, though, Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. That, that was the joke.
0: Uh, I I missed it. I'm not. uh, I'm not especially good at understanding humor.
1: I mean, you do have a girl, so you got one up on. on Yeah, but I
0: mean, I inherited her from a past life. Like she came to me in a dream, and I was like, "Oh, we're supposed to live together forever."
1: It's easy enough.
0: Yeah. Uh. Very easy. It's it's super easy when like. uh, you're both uh both your souls are uh reincarnated Egyptian pharaohs.
1: <laughs> are you warming up for your comedy show tonight?
0: <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly not, <laughs> I'm not.
1: <laughs> so, uh yeah, it's really tough to find a girl that isn't like prejudiced against DJs. I don't know why. It's really weird.
0: Well, Everybody is uh, yeah, DJs have a bad rep, I think, uh, in, like, the dating world, probably.
1: Yeah, it's just really weird, you know? Like,
0: do you, do you remember a show on either Comedy Central or Adult Swim called Lucy, Daughter of the Devil? No. Uh, well, the Daughter of the Devil dates uh, Jesus, but Jesus is a, is a <laughs> DJ, a modern-day <laughs> DJ. Oh, okay. <laughs> Double Bad rap.
1: I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah.
0: Speaking of bad rap, um, uh-huh. were you like, were you always into like, w- what got you? What attracted you to be a DJ? Were you always into that kind of music? Like, did you always just love going to the club, or what was the, uh, what's the impetus? And how does, how does a young I man? Would-
1: I wasn't a big club guy ever. I'm still not. I mean, I'll never really go out to a club when I'm not working, which is really weird. Unless, a, unless like a sick DJ is working and I have to see, and then that's, you know, just spying on another guy. But, um, I, I always liked hip hop. I was, you know, I was into like, I mean, I'm a little younger than you, but our case kind of intersect too on the other side of the spectrum. I was always into like old hardcore and stuff, but, For some reason in high school, I started picking up a lot of, like, records from, like, Wu-Tang and, like, a bunch of, like, Rockefeller compilations. And I really, like, got into, like, scratching. I just wanted to learn how to get on turntables and, like, be crazy. I don't know why. I was just obsessed with it. And that's kind of what got me started. And then I realized, like, if you wanted to do that in public, you had to learn how to, like, play music. And that's kind of how my taste for music developed. Between, like, the shit that I like that wasn't really too commercial and trying to figure out what people were listening to, so that I could actually get gigs. So it was like really weird way to get into DJing, but I, don't know, I guess it worked. But
0: well, I I mean not like not to blow smoke up your butt, but you like technically, as far as like technical skill go, you're one of the best, definitely the best around here for sure.
1: Uh, well, thank you.
0: Uh, you know, like your your scratching is. Uh, and you're mixing, like, uh, beat juggling, I guess, still called Is that is it still called beat juggling?
1: Yeah, juggling.
0: Yeah, like, you're very That's – you're excellent at that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, a club guy originally, but I've been around a lot, a lot of DJs for a long time, so.
1: Oh, yeah. well, it definitely means how- uh, coming from you, because you have a lot of other reference points to compare that to from the average person. But, uh, yeah, thanks. My taste well, of music I, just is really weird. Like, I it's, I, I can't really explain it because I just like, my favorite rapper is Jay-Z. But then I go and I pick apart his favorite songs and I listen to the music that was sampled to make the songs. And then I realize, like, that's my taste of music for that time. And I'm like, oh, I don't even really need Jay-Z rapping on this. Like, all these, like, funk samples and shit. And then, I don't know. It just, it's really weird. And I I suck with, like, albums and, like, lyrics and, like, naming songs. I, like, just, sometimes, like, I just think of a song based on, like, the hook or, like, one lyric into the verse. And it's, I'm just really, like, my brain is really scattered is what I'm trying to say when it comes to, like, my taste in music and what, what I am into kind of hard to explain.
0: How do you go about keeping up with what other people want to hear in the club?
1: So it's pretty easy. I mean, everybody makes it out to be like, I think people like think people that aren't DJs, I think, think that that's a harder thing. But like for like the average club in New York, you know, you have to be in a record pool, which is like a modern day, like digital pool, like DJ city is what I use. And... <laughs> they post all the new releases like around the same time that the radio stations get them. So, like, they give you the songs that are going to be hits. Like, when Fetty Wap came out, it's a perfect example. We can have a whole conversation about that, too, I'm sure. But, like, yeah. Trap Queen was out on the record pools, and it was hot, but they weren't really playing it on the radio too much. But they give you a, a good, like, section of new releases of stuff that radio stations have, and then you just kind of have to pay attention to the radio and you know as far as keeping up with what you think people want to hear but on the other end you really got to be a tastemaker and kind of like pick out what you like and try to force it on people too a little bit of the new stuff cuz you know
0: do you, do you think do you think people around here like when you DJ uh, at the club do you feel like people give new stuff a chance or are they a little closed off like oh i don't know this
1: I think it depends on the way that you give it to them, you know. If you give them 15 new songs in a row from some guy that's going to be the next Fetty Wap 12 months from now and is going to blow up, but nobody's heard of him, you know, after about 10 minutes, people are going to be a little confused. But, you know, if you give them two or three hits of songs that are in rotation, especially when you talk about, like, rap and hip-hop, new stuff that's on rotation that people like, and then it kind of has, like, a a few things in common with this other song that's new, you know, you give it to them as like a one-shot deal and then they'll, they'll you know, the momentum keeps going. Cause I think in nightclubs, people like to be comfortable. You know, they like to know what they're hearing or they like to be able to sing uh, when you're talking about like pop music and rap. And if you take them too far out of their comfort zone, if they don't know how to dance to the song or they don't recognize it, you know, you, you may get like a bad reaction, but you know, if you give them a taste of something new, like, that they might not hear on the radio, and they like it, but it's only for thirty seconds or a minute. I don't, you know, I think it would be perceived pretty well if it's good. You know, if it sucks, it's, it sucks either way, I guess, right?
0: And I guess it, yeah. And I guess it's good to like drop in some non uh, bangers, as they say, so that when the next banger comes on, the girls can be like, "Oh no, yeah, is my jam," and then spill it something.
1: Yeah, you got to ride the momentum up and down a little bit. You know, you don't want to be just, like, playing banger after banger after banger after banger. You know, people, it's all about the ups and downs. I think that really gets the energy. You know, you can tell in the contrast of how the people are reacting to certain shit. You know, if they heard a song, like, again, Fetty Wap, best reaction in the club like some of his stuff off the album that people are starting to pick up now that they're sick of like the three hits yeah, just, <clears throat> you know but if you just keep hitting banger after banger I just like it's like that stupid saying like you know like you don't appreciate the day without the night or whatever you know it's the same thing the ups and downs <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a stupid saying good job <laughs> he nailed it um yeah. Uh, I was talking about it today with someone, like, Fetty Wap's an easy target uh, for people who don't listen to hip-hop or understand hip-hop, really. Uh You know, I guess, like, uh, it was a silly name, and, and uh I guess when the song came out, I guess it was a little, yeah. although in the context of what was coming out at the time, it did, it made more sense than people gave it credit for. But it did stick out a little bit, um, yeah. But, the singing and stuff, but yeah, well, there was other like originally Kwan. That song dropped around, I guess, the same time, and that was like in the same vein, and and the the Ray Shimmer stuff is pretty melodic uh, there at the same time. But uh, like that record is amazing. Like yeah. that album, like the fulling, the Fetty Wap self titled fulling. It's great. It's a phenomenal album.
1: I actually went back to the GoPro footage from the time that we had him early. You know, he didn't release the album yet, and he only really yeah, had...
0: Yeah, we were way ahead but, of the curve.
1: Yeah, that was, I mean, that was great. That was probably one of the best nights. I don't care what anybody says. That was a great night. It was one of the best nights I worked. Um, but I went back, and I wa- I have a full-length footage on my GoPro, of that night and I realized that he did like the whole record that night and nobody really messed like nobody knew the songs but like jug and like no days off and like those songs of the new album he did all of them and like they weren't on the radio so like that's that was really the first time people were hearing it but but he did it anyway and it was good he did like a full concert
0: I gotta get I gotta get that footage from you because now that I have the record I, I think I would appreciate it more now yeah at the time, favorite,
1: at the time it was weird. I was like, I don't know any of these songs. It's kind of weird. What's he doing? And yeah. I thought he was just gonna come and do his hits and, and leave. And you know, but it was. cool. I mean, he did.
0: He put on a he put on a good show. He was, you know, it was it was fun. The crowd loved
1: it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was, it was like perfect timing too. Like, you guys made a good decision with that. To keep of the power that will whatever was.
0: I feel like that album. Um, you're like I feel. I don't know if you're old enough to remember this. Like I know you're younger than me, but uh, do you remember when when Ha came out in like ninety eight, ninety seven? Maybe the single came out.
1: No, I'm I'm too. Uh, I was in like ninety seven, ninety eight. I don't know. I'm twenty seven, so I don't know what that pegs me at. Like ten.
0: No, twenty seven now.
1: Yeah, I'm twenty seven now. So I was born. I was born in eighty eight. So in ninety eight, I was
0: ten. Oh yeah, you were ten. Oh my god. Wow, oh. so fucking long ago. All right. Well, the point is, uh, came out and it was kind of like it was. It got big in hip hop right away, but it it was kind of like a joke to people outside of hip hop. The same way that Fetty Wap, I feel like Fetty Wap, the name is a punchline right now. Like yeah. Like, I don't understand music today. There's this Fetty, what is a Fetty Wap? You know, like, uh, I hear that so often. I, I feel yeah. like that was going on with Ha, also. And I feel like there's similarities in in the music, too, though. Like, the Fetty Wap album kind of feels like a more mature style of New Orleans Bounce. Or, like, I could see Manny Fresh producing that album now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Ha was like this melodic like a friend of mine, Rich and he he did one of the he's he did a recent podcast with me. When that came out and I played him ha, he was like, Oh, I, I like this more than than most other rap coming out right now because it's more melodic. This is actually like there's actually melody to this.
1: Right.
0: And that's that the whole Fetty Lob album is like that. Like it has it, it has songs, you know. Where
1: well, that's his thing, you know. Like and and, and it's weird too. It, it's the whole like. I mean, there really is no it's southern and New York and East Coast. There's like East Coast and West Coast now. Like all like the like like the mustard mustard on the beat beats and all those songs they call them with it. But like the the fact that he's from Jersey and most of his stuff is like down tempo. Down south beats with that feel, and then he added the melodic thing. Like that was his gimmick, because like those songs are really like you you rap so slow on that type of beat as a rapper. I mean, I don't really know anything about rap, but um, <laughs> but that's like his gimmick. And like if you look at even, I mean, we'll talk about a little like a while back, but not too long ago, like T Pain, like he came out in the same kind of arena, trying to do a similar thing, like infuse this melodic sing into all these hard songs that he was on the hooks of and then Wayne came out and switched into this auto tune like alien robot voice from what he was and you know it kind of worked and people kind of like lollipop when that came out like people were into that you know like the weird auto tune I can't I can't can't really put my finger on but, like the melody in, in shit that normally would just be like hard rapping you know
0: yeah no yeah I'm I'm with you 100
1: I'm following. He gets a lot of slack though, Fetty Love. Even from like the, like the quote unquote like real hip hop guys, like he gets a lot of slack. Like it's I don't know why. I mean he's doing something different, and it's selling records. And I think really that's the only thing that you can judge that stuff by.
0: Yeah, it's I mean it's selling records. It's hit after hit. Right. Like, they're, they're now working on the fourth big single on that record. Like, every song on that album could be a single. Eh, maybe towards the end it gets a little meh, but every song on that record could be a single for the most part.
1: Yeah. There's a couple that have a little bit of a low, but, like...
0: The first, the first four songs in a row are two R singles. One's just coming out now. And the third could be a single, and then I wonder could be a single jug or juke, whatever. Could be a single. Uh, then there's the song that uh, uh, Drake single without Drake on it.
1: Without Drake, yeah. The, uh...
0: and there's, like, there's like it's like after hit.
1: Yeah, you know what put me onto him was weird. Was uh, you ever heard the song uh, Promises? He did it with that dude Bauer, the guy that did like Harlem Shake. Like, a couple years ago?
0: No, no I don't know the song.
1: Really dope song. It never really, like, made it. I play it sometimes, but, like, it never it never got, like, radio spins. It was, like, some video they did, like, a making of in the studio and, like, really, really sick, like, song. It's, like, a little bit different than what's on the album, but because it's more, like, trappy because it was, like, a collaboration as opposed to just, like, hey, here's my beat. Like, do what you want with it.
0: Right, right,
1: right. It was really good, yeah. really good. I'd recommend that. Yeah,
0: check um, it out. Your uh, your boy uh, the homie Nick Hook did some yeah. work with Bauer just recently, I believe.
1: Yeah, he worked. He gets around, man. I was I go over there every
0: like. Who Bauer or Hook?
1: No, Nick. I mean Bauer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure,
0: he gets around too. But yeah.
1: No, Nick. Nick Hook is a good guy. He uh, he puts in work, man. He's always He's always collaborating with uh,
0: yeah.
1: a really interesting combination of people.
0: Yeah, and, like, across the spectrum. like
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I got uh, I have nothing but love for Nicholas, for
1: sure. I keep trying to get him to come, to come out. And he's like, oh, Neil's going to be there? I'm like, yeah, I'll make sure he's there that night. Just come. We were this close, I think, for... Thanksgiving Eve, and then before that, for, like, the 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 most recent general ja night, he was going to compliment. You know, I, I guess he was traveling and stuff, so it's, like, it's it's hard to, like, coordinate that.
0: Yeah. I I tried to, like, I wanted to get him to call him spin one night, but I don't, like, I feel like it would be, I didn't want to push it because I really felt like it would be out of his comfort zone to, like, spin commercial, you know? So, yeah, and, uh, I, I didn't really push it, and he didn't push it. Uh,
1: he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't do the work. So, I, I would. I would enjoy that. Uh, that would be an awesome, right? But
0: yeah, I mean, for yeah, me I, and you, I, but
1: it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> once you get standing around staring at him, like I've never heard this song. This <laughs> like, why are you playing? Don't disturb the groove. Like I don't. Who <laughs> What is this? Uh, Yeah, no, he's
1: uh, a good dude. Well, that's how it goes in the, you know, in the DJ, producer, artist spectrum. You know, like, you got to walk the line depending on what you want to do. I mean, if you want to be a wedding DJ, you have to know all the traditional wedding songs and you have to be good with dealing with people, which I'm not. And you have to, like, have all the clean edits of everything and pretty much you're just, you can get away with like 60s through nineties and all the top 40 from like the current past five years. And, you know, you're just kind of family oriented party, you know? And then if you want to be like a club, like party rocker DJ, you got to like play all the stuff that people want to hear, but you got to walk that line with playing some stuff that, you know, people may be exposed to for the first time. But if you want to be like an artist, producer, niche, like, you got to kind of stray away from that. So it's like kind of a conflict. I, I can see why that would be like difficult, you know, for anyone that either is making their own tracks or is not down with just playing radio stuff for four hours at a time.
0: I, also, I feel like with uh, like a guy like Hook or, you know, Dimitri Mack, Modern Machines, you know that guy?
1: Yeah. Briefly, we like had that cross introduction thing. He's cool. So like,
0: yeah, he's that cool. Uh, so like, with kids like that, I feel like the, like people who don't know him would stand around staring at him for a while, but then right. they're gonna hit. Like, Modern Machines is gonna do a remix that blows up. It's just a matter of yep. it's just a matter of time. And Nick Hook's gonna produce a track that blows up. It's just a matter of time. And then huh. they're gonna end up being like the stuff that people want to hear. You know, right. like. They Whereas have to if you kind play, of carve
1: out. go ahead, sorry.
0: No, no, yeah, like where they play a, a, you know, a track that he produced. If you played a track that Nick Hook produced already now at the club, it would get fish eyes, you know. But yeah. once he hits, people are gonna be fiending for that sound because he's developing his own his own sound.
1: Right they have to kind of carve out their own place outside of the club before it's like acceptable, accepted by like the masses of people that outside of 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. their opinions don't mean anything about music. It's just when you're in that arena and that's who you have to please. You know, like they what kind of what they say goes for those six hours. But outside of that, I mean, people listen to music in all different types of ways, and, you know, especially, like, online. But, yeah, I I never really was interested in, like, doing that stuff. I tried to. Like, I know how to produce music, but, like, I made a lot of, like, hip-hop beats for people locally. But, like, I really enjoy, like, just being creative with the music that is already in existence and, like, piecing things together my own way. That's my take on the thing. You can either, like, kind of operate inside of that bubble of stuff that's already been pushed into the mainstream and kind of use that as your tool of creativity, or you can be the people that work way harder than I do to, like, actually generate stuff that pushes into the mainstream. And that's, like, I don't know. For me, I'm just good at mixing records on turntables.
0: But you don't, you don't have any desire to, like, produce beats for, you know, uh, on a regular... Uh, like, even it's just, like, hip-hop, just, you know, like, like for slippers or, fucking someone else, you know, local... Like, if
1: somebody called me and said, hey, can you make me a beat? Like, if it was a rapper that I was really into, like, if... Yeah, of course. I mean, how could you turn something like that down? I have the technical ability to work on stuff. Um, but... I, I don't know, like, I, I don't, it's not, like, my, it's not my strong point. It's not, like, what I am good at where I put in a certain amount of hours a week, two hours a night practicing DJing every night after work, and, like, I see the results, and I see, like, where it gets me. With producing, it's, like, such a toss-up because it's, like, you can make a thousand awesome beats and send them out to a ton of A&Rs and independent rappers, and people can record all over your music. And ten years fly by, and nothing could come out of it, just by chance, you know. For me, you know, like so.
0: Like I, I, I watch what you do, and I, you know your your videos, and I see you in the club, and I feel like you could do and be awesome at the DJ Premier style of beat making, as opposed to the you know. As opposed to creating a beat from scratch, like I can see you just making it from samples, like right. you know, the the drum beat at the beginning of this and the piano part from this Stevie Wonder song and the you know the the vocal hook from the Shy Light song slowed down. You know, like I
1: right, I, I right, picture right.
0: you doing that. You know,
1: that like when I was into it because there was a time where like I was really into making beats and working with people like before I got really serious about DJing, that was my style, you know, like chopping up really cool music and throwing it into an MPC or throwing it into a sampler and logic on the computer and like, just like messing with stuff that already exists and then putting drums under it and making it something that you could rap over like early, early Kanye West. Like that, those instrumentals are my shit. Like I could just listen to those beats and be okay forever.
0: Yeah, uh, that's what I picture you doing, for sure.
1: But that's where the DJing thing comes in, because it's like, all right, it's fun to sit in front of the computer and, like, make something out of that. But, like, for me, I'm like, oh, what if I could do it live? And what if while I was doing it, I could throw in a whole bunch of other shit, and people would dance. Like, I wouldn't just be in my bedroom. Like, I could be out earning money and, like, Doing it all, like, on the fly, kind of, like, just riding by the seat of my pants, throwing records together and, like, making a vibe, so to speak.
0: But you don't don't do that. You don't bust out the MPC Live.
1: I know. I mean, that's – it's hard. It's not not easy. I do, like, little shout-out to Serato. Like, they give us a lot of cool insight on their products, and they have this feature called Flip where – Basically, you can take different segments of a song of any song and you, you've already been able to have those as, like, they're called hot cues. So, like, you can assign them to a button. So I always have buttons on whatever I'm DJing on. I always have a side controller with buttons on it or a mixer with it built in. But now you, you can hit those buttons in an arrangement and record that just, like, the same way that, like, an MPC 2000 works, where, like, you record the sound that you're making, the action that you're doing with the with the pad. So like you, I have a couple things that I incorporate. It's mostly like stuff that people probably don't even notice like flipping a lyric into another song or chopping up like a guitar part or like the little pluck from uh, Let Me Blow Your Mind into next episode by, you know, switching around the order of the notes, like stuff like that. But Yeah, like the live remix stuff. It's hard and it's not perceived well. People get confused. They're like, what am I listening to right now? You know, like... Right, right. So...
0: Because they're not there to watch a DJ Z trip show. They're there to dance to whatever bullshit signal they want to dance
1: to. Yeah. The girls are there to look good and turn down guys. And the guys are there to hit on girls and try to score. And everybody just wants a good soundtrack for it. So...
0: So how do you go about building that niche for yourself? Like I know you do like videos and stuff. Uh, you know, like how did, like how would how would Z trip make his career now?
1: It's a really tough world to like make it now for a DJ. A lot of stuff has changed. And everybody thinks that, you know, the ultimate goal of a DJ is to just be like a like a Hardwell type guy where you're just making all these cool songs and playing huge festivals for millions of dollars a year. But, like, there's a whole other side of that where you could just get big just by being a good party rocker and just being a sick DJ and not making any music and just... You know, my ultimate goal is to just be able to travel and do cool gigs in, like, a circuit where, you know, I have 15 or 10 dates a month in different states and cities, and I can just travel.
0: You do Shrine, you do Murmur, you do Mix.
1: Yeah, you know, like, stuff like that. That's what I'm driven towards. I don't know why. I guess because I really like staying in hotels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's my goal. I just want to stay in a bunch of hotels.
1: I really do. I I don't know why. I think it's just because, like, It's, like, really clean, and, like, you don't have to, like, worry about, like, you don't have to do anything. You can just go in the hotel and, like, do whatever you want. And, like, as long as you don't break anything, like, you just check out, and you never have to see it again. It's really cool. It's like in Fight Club when he talks about, like, disposable people, disposable friends, like, all that shit. Like, it's like like a disposable apartment. You just hang out there for a day, sleep, wake up, and then... And then you're gone, you know. And they sometimes have breakfast, which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: that might be my favorite uh, thing of all time is that your goal, uh, your goal as a DJ is just to get the fan
1: hotel. Well, no, 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 like because <laughs> they're, they're clean, because
0: they're clean, and you can just check well, out. Well, my it's like, not
1: anything. like my, my apartment is clean, like I like, but I have to like clean it myself, you know, like I have to like do that stuff. But like, I don't know. The the whole thing so is would you,
0: like, would you, would you be okay, would you be okay if you just, you could never stay in hotels, but you had a maid at home?
1: I had a what? A maid?
0: You could afford a maid.
1: Oh yeah, hell yeah.
0: Definitely. That would be okay?
1: I mean, for my DJ career or just for like, the ease of my like, everyday life?
0: No, it would be like, your yeah, for your DJ career. Like, you would be big enough to afford a maid but you can't
1: stay in hotels. Well, if I'm not staying in hotels, it means I'm not going anywhere far away enough, like Vegas or, like, Miami or, like, L.A. So, like, yes and no. Like, yeah, I'd be happy if I could afford a maid, obviously. Maids are expensive. And, like, cleaning sucks. But the the hotel shit is, like, a byproduct. Like, I want to be able to travel and do what I love, which is just getting in a club and DJing for as long as possible for a night and then just go home. And then like the hotel is like just cool. Cause it's like, you know, you get to be in a new city and unwrap the little soaps when you get back and like take a shower with tiny shampoo. But I'm like, that shit's cool. I don't know why. but, uh,
0: <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I would,
1: happy, I would be happy if I could afford a maid, from the Money I earn DJ without having to work during the day and, and do all that shit. That, that's a good first step, I think.
0: Uh, sounds good.
1: Sounds good. So now that you have some material, you can get up in front of people and make fun of this guy that you know that just wants to be a famous DJ <laughs> just for the hotels. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, get some cheap shot laughs for you.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah man. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is great. Uh, I'll see you uh, this weekend.
1: All
0: right. All right, man. Peace. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's going to die. Come watch TV.